Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There you go. Oh, that's much better. Oh, everybody. Welcome to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Crack a window. Air it out. Happy Monday, everybody. Hi. Hi. And uh, do we have our friend with us? Yes, we do. You guys, uh, in case you missed it, last night... The Golden Globes telecast occurred on NBC, and uh, we've invited our friend Paul McGuire-Grimes to the show to kind of recap the whole experience with us. Paul McGuire-Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. Hi. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad to have you here, especially because on Friday when we got to talk to you about what kinds of things we should be watching over the weekend, we did not get to talk about your Golden Globes predictions. Right. And so now, retroactively, we must ask you, uh, how did everything go? <laughs> you know, I think I, I, my predictions were fairly on, but there were certainly some curveballs, some random uh, people that won. I don't know, maybe not random. Some random people I, that won. <laughs> like, they just gave like, awards to people Joe on the from street. Iowa. They were like, you did a great job just showing up, Joe. <laughs> Here you go, yeah. <laughs> No, there were certainly some predict- some unpredictable moments in terms of who was winning. That's what I mean. You know, that is really throwing a curveball in award season because some, like, I'm really thinking of the women, Andrew Day, Rosamund Pike, Jodie Foster, those three, you know, Andrew Day won for the United States versus Billie Holiday, and she doesn't have a SAG nomination to go along with that. You know, like, I don't think people really expect her to win. I think there was a lot of momentum for Carrie Mulligan or even maybe even Viola Davis for Ma Rainey. So, uh, Andrew Day, completely shocked and surprised. The same could be said for Jodie Foster, who yeah. mm-hmm. won Best Supporting Actress she, for the Mauritanian. You know, with her in her pajamas upstairs while people partied <laughs> downstairs, did whole... not seem to expect that she was going to win last night. That was a whole Ooh. bizarre moment, right? Am I right? Like, they're at home in jammies, right. she and her yep. wife with the dog, and it looks like it's just the two of them. And then suddenly you hear a big scream from downstairs, and she's like, oh, those are my friends. Like, she's having a party. Yeah. You know, and I think because she does not have a SAG nomination, that she was not nominated for a Critics' Choice Award, the Golden Globe was kind of like, oh, okay, that nomination's kind of out of left field in a, in a sense. That movie had not been seen yet by people. I don't even think it's that in the zeitgeist amongst other people that were nominated. Yeah. So we don't, I, I have no idea who's going to go and win these awards come Oscars because they're not even, you know, the, the nominations aren't out yet, but they don't have other nominations in the rest of the award season. You know, I think that the men 
Chadwick Boseman for Best Actor in a Drama, and then Daniel Kaluuya for Best Supporting Actor. I would not be surprised if we continue to see their names called throughout every award show coming up. I um I would just like to say I'm glad to see the Women of the Crown getting some respect. Yes, that was lovely. I mean, I when we when I first watched Julian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher in the Crown, I thought she's going to win every award that she is nominated for, well, and she kicked it off last night. Mm-hmm. And she's doing that thing that you know actors need to do in this day and age to get an award, and that's do a spot on impression, which she did. Also, I would just like to point out because I had this conversation with Jamie on the couch. Um, I was like, you know, she's British, right? And he, because she, did you notice that she accepted her speech last night with an American accent? Mm-hmm. I didn't even catch that. I so, do know that she's British, but I didn't even catch that she was using an American accent. I couldn't stop thinking about this because, Bradley, you blew my mind with this information. And so when she was accepting her award, I was listening intently. So she accepted the award with an American accent um, for a role that she did. <laughs> With a British accent, she has lived in both the United States and the United Kingdom and can go back and forth and has said in an interview that I listened to her do with an American interviewer in British English that she often will determine what accent to use based on, you know, the, the you know, circumstances that of that interview. So strange to me so i was like why is she doing it's the crown why is she doing british i mean maybe because it's the golden i don't know that is just and and i love seeing emma corrin won for best actress in a drama because she was phenomenal as diana you know and it was great to see um olivia coleman like so happy to see her win and then josh o'connor go going and winning for prince charles it wasn't just the ladies yeah i would say i think and i want to kind of take a pivot and talk a little bit about the telecast but i did appreciate the way there's there seemed to be something more oddly more intimate about watching the the colleagues of the winner reacting to mm-hmm. the winner's speech because yes. you knew that they were watching from their homes. They weren't sitting at a table distracted by the people sitting around them, you know, probably pouring another glass of champagne. It, there was something that seemed a little bit more intimate about it. Um, yeah. I would prefer to see co-star reactions than other people in the category reactions to them having to gracefully lose. Like, I'd rather have, like, if I was going to go and win some award, I'd rather have the audience panning on you guys cheering me on versus my competitor that's, like, grumbling that I'm winning, you know? like There was a moment when Dan Levy was accepting that they had the camera on Eugene Levy for an awkwardly long time, which I loved because I was like, that's his dad. And and it happened that my son had walked into, my youngest son had walked into the room at that time, and and he was like, "Why? who's that guy? Why is he smiling like that? I go, that's his dad. And they worked together (laughs) on this. I mean, it was, you know, there was something just very sweet about that. But what did you think about the telecast in general? I thought it was actually fairly well done. I mean, when you think about the fact that they had to pull off a not only the host doing it by coastal, but then you're having all of the nominees all on their own Zooms or however they logged in from various countries, various time zones, various internet connections. Like, it's very tricky to pull off. And then to have to go and edit that live and figure out which camera you're going to try to, like, 
go on. I just know by doing junkets on a much smaller scale how tricky that can be, especially if your Wi-Fi or Internet goes out right when you need it to the most. So, like, I was very forgiving of all of, like, the technical glitches. But there were some still some, like, oddball things. Like, I didn't need to see the, like, waiting room of the five in the category that before the commercial break, getting ready for like so awkward. So awkward. I actually, the thing I liked about that was that you got to, it's like peeling behind the curtain in a way that we don't normally get to see. Right. And I did like, I did enjoy sort of the like weird, it was uncomfortable and it was certainly not right. something that like was well produced, but at the same time, just from the curiosity standpoint, like getting to see how they interacted with each other was fascinating. Yeah. Like, I don't remember who uh, was holding up her dog. I think it was, oh, um, yeah. um, from was American Horror Story. Uh, Sarah, Paulson. Sarah, Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yeah, Sarah Paulson was holding yeah. up her dog, and then she was asking somebody else, like, "Where's your cat?" And mm. I was like, "Oh my god, right. they know each other." So that it, kind of stuff, I know um, it probably came read as you know hokey or disjointed but you know just from someone who follows these people you know al pacino right. taking a nap yeah, al pacino I, yeah in general <laughs> yeah. i mean i always think it's fun to see like what are people gonna wear for this type of occasion like when you're on zoom or at home like do you go a little less do you do the jason sudeikis mm-hmm. sweatshirt route or do you put on the the full louis vuitton dress like a Regina King wore and just to kind of see people's backdrops and then Daniel Kaluuya I don't know if, if it was, he forgot to unmute oh. or if the tech the tech end forgot to like turn it on his you know it just is I was like no don't do this to Daniel so I was glad that they were yeah. able to get him back and yeah. I think right. people forget that he has a British accent as well right. especially when you watch Judas and the Black Messiah and I really love that he got to win so that people go and check out that movie I mean I love talking to him for that like a talk to everyone for that movie and i just want people to see it and understand the history lesson and what you can take away from it and i'm hoping that movies like that can help i will say i'm gonna just say this uh i i truly truly in my deepest heart of hearts hope that this is the last time the golden globes has to do an awkward you know i'm just hoping we're like in the last wave of awkward award shows because of the pandemic because as as um, it is a total marvel of production that they made that happen. And there right. were definitely like things that were kind of cute about it. I, I think we're all ready to go back to normal. Um, it, it was, it was hard to watch. And maybe part it, of that is because the novelty is worn off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it helped us. Like we didn't get a lot of montages, which I appreciated yeah. either. Like I think there is something about this format that kind of helps take away the like we're taking ourselves too seriously at the same time yeah if that makes sense yeah i do think it did allow for an intimacy that you don't normally get in an awards show that there is people people pay attention when they're alone and on camera in a way that they don't normally do when you're in a group uh, or in a giant room filled with a bunch of people even if you're on stage i mean you're right. it, it's 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 different anyway um because you're not mm-hmm. interacting with live people around you or for that audience so i thought that that was you know that was just a an interesting way to perceive who these people are behind you know their typically well polished celebrity veneer veneer yeah yeah you know i think that the golden globes too to pivot in a different direction needs to address 
there are diversity problems. You know, we saw Tina and Amy talk about that in their monologue, and then the president and other board members came on stage for about 30 seconds to talk about their lack of black members in the, H- the um, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So I'm hoping that this year they can really take that in consideration and actually make change. Absolutely. Well, Paul, I wish we could keep you. I wish we could talk all hour. Um, but we we have to let you get back to your life. And we have a dirt alert to get to and a oh, ton of yes. dirt to get to. But thank you for joining us to talk about the Thanks Golden Globes. Paul McGuire Grimes. Thanks, Paul. From Paul's thank trip you. to the movies, you can check him out online. You can uh, see him on all of his social media channels. And make sure you check out his YouTube channel because he does interview a lot of the people that we saw last night accepting awards. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The spectacular Elizabeth Reese has joined us and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Got the goods. Hi, guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, indeed. I I was so happy about the recovery of Lady Gaga's dogs over the weekend. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure they were, too. Yes, right? And um, her dog walker, Ryan Fisher, who was shot when thieves targeted him and took two of her three French bulldogs and then shot him and left him for dead. Uh, he is now speaking out, and um, here's he posted an emotional social media post saying, four days ago, while a car sped away and blood poured from my gunshot wound, an angel trotted over and laid next to me. My panicked screams calmed as I looked at her, even though it registered that the blood pooling around her tiny body was my oh, own. Gosh. He said, I cradled Asia, who is the third French bulldog who was not stolen as best I could thanked her for all the incredible adventures we'd been on together apologized that I couldn't defend her brothers I mean this is so sad and then resolved that I would still try to save them and myself Um, he shared a couple of photos of himself recovering in a hospital bed one of them he's showing a breathing tube and uh, now doctors say he is going to be okay but he was shot in the chest and then um, and he kind of fought with the suspects who um, were trying to get these dogs, shot him, took the dogs and then sped away. Now, the dogs were returned to a police station over the weekend by a woman. And uh, it, what you're hearing is like it sounds like the dogs were tied to a pole somewhere mm-hmm. and then she found them and brought them in. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like she was in any way. Um, related to the crime that she brought them in, but police are being very careful about her identity because they don't want her to be like swarmed with people. It's kind of like the whole thing is just very messy. It's very I will say. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I feel like a crime like this is going to get solved at some point because there's just too many moving parts, mm-hmm. too many opportunities to have evidence left behind or see cameras. Well, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah. It's like the guys who stole Kim Kardashian's ring yeah. and her jewelry in Paris, right? Right. I mean, it's going to be a matter of time before you. It's not I, that I long would a time think before so, you right? find out. Especially I think it's hard to get so, away with crimes these days. I mean, you know, in the old days. Yeah. Especially when it's so high profile. Yeah, but you'd have an America's Most Wanted photo and a poster up on trees in the <laughs> wilderness. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally you'd get caught in some sort of duel. These I days. Can't even, like, I just keep thinking, like, what are the odds of this lady just happening upon two dogs? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm know. suspicious. I just think it's so interesting, like how that all how it all worked its Mm -hmm. way out yeah it's so fascinating yes he was really thankful ryan fisher for all of the kind words and the well wishes and then um just said how much he loved lady gaga but it's i mean it's really sad he was shot yeah it's terrible these dogs are so cute too i know um alec and hilaria baldwin welcomed their sixth child we have decided to call her hillary because that is her <laughs> given name that is true mm-hmm. elizabeth yes. what do we know about where this child uh where the stork showed up with this child because we were surprised to learn that another child had arrived because we thought a child had just arrived this last fall a child arrived in september of 2020 and then now there's another one does okay. the math work out on that what I month mean, is it what day is it it's well, february Nope, it's March. It's the 1st of March. Yeah. So, September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, there's uh there's more to the story. Yeah, there's I something I think is what I'm saying. Mhm. Um and we How just do don't you know say? what it is. How <laughs> do you say I don't, I don't know what say, it is? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no not that it's any of our business, right, but like not, but, this is a celebrity who has been very public about you know, every step of every of, other child yes, that she's given birth of to. reproduction, yep. So, I mean, we can make some guesses, but um, I'd prefer not to. I would just like for her to not be so desperate for attention by not telling us information. <laughs> yeah, I don't know You know what I mean? On. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying is, like, she's, like, but she posts about trail. it. Yeah, she posts the a photo of the newborn. But what she wants is for us to all speculate. And I'm just going to not, I'm going to opt out of the speculation well, think, and wait for I her to. I think what she wants is for us to change the subject from yes. how do you say lies. Cucumber. Right. How do you say cucumber mm-hmm. to we had another baby? Yeah. It oh. is funny. I mean, I don't know. It's because, guys, every time I go to, um, you know, like Mexico or Costa Rica or any beautiful Spanish speaking country, they say, Elisabetta. That's what they say. Oh. And it's wonderful. But I don't tell you guys to right. call me that when I come home. Right. Thank True. you for that. I like, we would, though. <laughs> thank you. I would. I like it very much. I find it to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. It makes me sound much more glamorous. But there you go. Yeah. Uh, Golden Globes were last night. I know a lot of people talking about it. I thought I would just share um, a few of the celebrities who decided to just wear casual clothes. Yeah. Right? Because you didn't really have to dress up. No, they, uh, they were at home. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. 
in a hoodie. I there's this piece of me that wonders like how far in advance did he plan that hoodie? Yeah. Or was he just like, this is, I'm wearing this. I guess uh, Golden Globes are starting. So. Don Cheadle went cash. Yeah. Um, others did dress up, but um, Don Cheadle wore a white bomber jacket, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Jodie Foster and her wife were totally dressed down. They were in jammies. I mean, they looked so comfortable. I know. Those were some classy jammies. They, they were really great jammies, which makes me think I got to up my jammy game. Right. Because it doesn't feel good. Especially during this COVID time, good jammies are a a must. I'm with you. Jeff Daniels wore a flannel shirt. Yeah, and I loved how Jeff Daniels looked like like he was just sort of like at somebody's house in their spare bedroom. Yeah. Like he was just like, dude, to do. There was a British actress slash director, and I forget her name and what she was up for, but she looked like she was in the bathroom. She said she was at Claridge's in London. I was like, you kind of look like you're in the bathroom of a hotel. Chloe Zhao, like, who directed Nomadland, was just had her hair in cute braids oh, yeah. and wearing like a little green shirt. And she just looked like she was on like a regular conference for work. Yeah. You know, in a dark like, room. Okay, how are you? With some sort of faux plant behind her. Yeah. Yeah, that's all that was going on. I'm telling you, I would have gone totally... Casual. And then um, uh, Gal Gadot confirming that she is pregnant. There was speculation at the Golden Globes. And they have two daughters right now. And she posted, here we go again. um, And confirmed that she is pregnant with her third child at 35. Congrats to Gal. Now she gets to join the geriatric pregnancy club. Welcome, Gal. (laughs) Feels good. Elizabeth, thank you so much for that (laughs) wonderful dirt alert. Hey, uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... We have some mysteries to solve. We're going to do that in the form of blind items, which Holly's brought for us in a segment we call Blinded by the Item. Solve those mysteries with us after this on My Talk 1071. 1230 every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We solve some mysteries, and we do that in the form of blind items, which Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, hot and fresh celebrity gossip mysteries to solve. So hot. So hot. So juicy and fresh. Here's our first one. The one named foreign-born A-plus-list singer and rapper had even more lipo this past month. He hates to work out, so he uses surgery. Foreign-born A-plus-list singer slash rapper. Yes. Shaggy. <laughs> no? No. It wasn't me. Um... It wasn't him. Mm-mm. Okay. So that's probably what's his name from Canada. Drake. Yep. Yep. Uh, Oh, no. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I hit the wrong one. Oh, do you know why that is, Holly? Why? So you're going to do the thing that I kept doing last week after I lost the ding Uh, uh because I accidentally dragged the buzz. Sorry, listeners. You don't know what we're talking about, but it's hilarious. You're buzzing because you think you're dinging. Yeah. We'll fix that. It's just a little muscle memory. Just a little muscle memory. Just a little muscle memory. Well, fill in the blank. So Drake had even more lipo this past month, and he hates to work out, so he just uses surgery. That's really interesting because there is a new commercial. I want to say it's for an insurance company, and I can't remember which one. It's State Farm. Thank you, mm-hmm. State Farm. And he was in the commercial, and when he showed up, I was like, oh, Drake, hello, you've been visiting the gym. But now you're telling me he has not been visiting the gym as much as he's been visiting 
the plastic surgeon. Well, he might visit the gym. Yeah, but he gets assistance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm here for it. All right. Do you? Next. Okay, another celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Here we go, Colleen and Bradley. It's, it is bad enough. The mom is trying to make a buck off junk science. Now one of the offspring is trying to do the same thing to a much younger, more impressionable crowd. Uh-oh. Is that like a Chris Jenner? Oh. The mom is trying to make a buck off. Oh, is it a Gwyneth? Like with Apple? Oh, oh what's no. Apple up to? I don't know, but we have to keep <laughs> our eyes peeled for it because it's bad enough that Gwyneth Paltrow is trying to make a buck off of junk science. But now Apple Martin, or it could be Moses, quite frankly, we don't know, is trying to do the same thing to a much younger, more impressionable oh, crowd. Maybe like on TikTok? Could very well be. Frustrating because we had a, we had some words with her while you were gone last week, Holly, on three separate occasions, I believe. With Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, yeah it was a She's record no week. Uh, the the Gooper Scooper showed up. Do you know, Holly, that in addition to being the one who really invented yoga, oh yeah, she also is the reason why everybody's wearing masks. Because she did it first. Yeah, she's like, I. This always happens to me where, like, I do something and then everybody does it. Oh, was this the thing where Co- or uh, Gwyneth Paltrow wrote about experiencing COVID early on? Even though, how would she know that she would have had COVID because we weren't testing for COVID back in January? Right. Yeah. And, and also, she, yeah, she used that opportunity to plug a new book from Bradley oh, yeah. Trainer's very favorite person, <laughs> Doctor Will Dr. Cole. Doctor Will yeah. Cole. Yeah. Oh! And former yeah. listener to our show. Yes. Hey! Well, or just a person who has former a troll alert on his name. Yes. Yeah, also, I mean, maybe too, I'll put his name in the podcast description yeah. again today. Hi. Hi. Also, Gwyneth um, has also decided to diagnose herself as a long hauler with COVID, um, but wants us all to know that you can really get rid of all of those long haul um, symptoms by simply doing a version of a keto diet that includes some fasting. As outlined, as outlined by Dr. Will Cole, he has a new book called Intuitive Fasting. That's what it is. Thank you. Next. Yeah. We're going to move on to another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. Here's another blind item. As part of a side deal, the ginger haired one had to agree not to exploit images of family members for any for profit ventures or ventures that appeared to be for profit. Ooh. That would be Harry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good one. I was like, who's ginger? Yeah. But Colleen, you clearly have the. I, you yeah, guys have that. that. We're and, all antenna. connected. Yeah. yeah, we just, I just like, I sensed it. Do you guys have the shining? We do. <laughs> we do. Yep. Good to know. Yeah. Let me fill in the blank for you. So, as part of a signed deal, Prince Harry had to agree not to exploit images of the royal family for any profit ventures or ventures that appear to be for profit. I mean, that seems fair. Totally understandable, right? Yeah. Like, fine, we're going to give you... I would just like to point out, too, for everybody who talks about, like... Because, look, there's, there's the tabloids, there's the media, and there's each individual's perception, and then there's the truth, right? And mm-hmm. somewhere in between all of those things is the actual truth. Mm-hmm. And 
I would just like to remind everybody who thinks, I'm not really talking about Megan, but when it comes to Harry, that there is all of this drama between Harry and the royal family, Harry has gotten to do whatever Harry has wanted to do. Right. So I don't buy this idea that there's a ton of like, you know, animus between all of them because they very easily could just say no. Right. They could have easily said you you you're in you can do whatever you want, but you're not getting anything in return. And they've been allowed to, you know, continue to do all sorts of things. I'm not I don't want that to come off as a defense of the royal family, because trust me when I tell you that they're highly problematic for a number of reasons. But this sort of storyline that's in the tabloids that like, you know, he's had to fight for everything. I kind of feel like they're like, you just aren't going to be able to do a few things. But fine, if that helps go for it do right. the thing right yeah thank you for that take you're right though bradley i think that we're like we're get, we it's important to remember that we're being presented a lot of different stories and nothing that we're hearing is going to ever be 100 percent of the actual yeah. truth no. it's out there though the truth is out there mm-hmm. Ooh, more celebrity gossip mysteries here's our next one this former A-list actress who did have a big hit on television and all of you know her wants to start hosting wellness retreats in her new home. Basically, wellness consists of ayahuasca and weekend-long orgies where she charges big fees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did this one last week. Oh, you did. Did yes. you figure okay. it out? Yes. Yeah. Was this a confirmed one? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. So, last week the predominance of opinion was Rose McGowan. Yeah. Good job. Oh, good. So we were right. Congratulations. Shouldn't say we were right. They were right. Yeah. So Rose McGowan, she's doing wellness retreats. She recently became a citizen of Mexico. And if you're into that kind of wellness, it's going to be uh, ayahuasca trips and orgies. So there you go. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, listen, do you have to do both? Uh, I'm sure it's a grab-and-go experience, okay. maybe a little a la carte. All right. I just wanted to know because... Which one do you want to I, do? I don't know. I just am saying the orgy like, if, you or wanted, the... if you wanted the ayahuasca without the orgy or the orgy without the ayahuasca, could you just do... Or is it all... You got to do it all. I don't know. I was just curious. I'm sure if you do it all, you get a discount. Also, I just didn't know, like, are all those... are those Do those things usually go in tandem? I didn't think so. So, righty, next. Let's do one more. Okay. One more. Celebrity gossip mystery. Colleen and Bradley solved this. This acting family is selling off everything they have and are going to open a commune or a compound, mm-hmm. which NT Lawyer is sure at some point in the future will be raided by law enforcement. Okay. Acting family. That's uh, going to go off and start a commune? Oh, I know. I know who it is. It's Kirk and Candace Cameron. <laughs> nice try. Um, Darn it. An acting family that's selling off everything. Yes. Now, I will give you some hints because I we know a couple of the people in the acting family, but I think it's a lot larger than we assume. One of the people in the acting family is facing some very, very serious legal accusations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, um, what's his name? Oh man, James Franco. 
No. This person was on television. This person is also involved in a cult. And so apparently his family is as well. And they're all liquidating oh. and going to go off and start their own thing. Neat. Mm-hmm. What kind of cult? Well, one Anyone that we that talk we... about Danny a lot. Masterson? Yes. Oh, sure. Oh, uh-huh. He's going to start a Scientology commune? Uh, allegedly, Wait, according to Enti Lawyer. Can you tell me more about his family? Because I was not aware. He has a wife that also is acty? Well, his brother is acty. Remember, his brother was on Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. And his brother oh, played and... the oldest son, and he wasn't around that much in the show. Okay. And I think that his parents are also acty. Oh, interesting. I did not know all of this. Yeah. So there's an extended Masterson acty. Carol Masterson is a film producer, his mom. Yeah. And Peter Masterson is an insurance agent. (laughs) Well, there you go. Look at that. So at least uh, they might have a a good coverage for their compound and commune. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I am fascinated by this uh, phenomenon of ghost kitchens. And there's a big one, yes, where ghosts actually make your food. No, but can but you see it? Actually, a ghost kitchen, uh, a couple of them here in the Twin Cities will tell you what a ghost kitchen is and what famous celebrity chef has a ghost kitchen here in the Twin Cities after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Um, and uh, we, there's a new ghost kitchen in the Twin Cities. Ooh, Ooh ghost. Spooky. Boo. Just kidding. Um, it's not that kind of ghost kitchen. It's not where ghosts make your food. Um, it is. That wouldn't be real. Okay, I'm not because it talk- would be time travelers. I'm not going to talk yeah, about that. We're exactly. in a hallucination oh right now. By the way, if you didn't know, <sighs> anyway, okay, don't come at me with your weird theories when I'm trying to get rid of my weird theories. Okay, how about none of you bring any of your weird theories while I'm trying to talk to you about something that's real, real, and that's that Guy Fieri has a it's flavor. T- <laughs> that's how they that's say how it in the old country. Oh, I know, but I'm going to say Fieri. Because that's how I read. He's a, a there's a Flavor Town kitchen locally. You can order. Dude. You can go to Flavor Town. Yes, you right can. Here but in the th- Twin there's Cities. one problem with that. What you can't live in Minneapolis. Okay, so that is a tiny problem. I mean, you can live in Minneapolis, but you got to be ready to get your lukewarm burgers from Flavor Town. So the ghost kitchen. There are two. One yeah. is in Burnsville. One is in Maple Grove, if I remember the story correctly. You are correct. So they're uh, operating out of the uh, two Buca de Beppo restaurants in Maple Grove and in Burnsville. Um, but you And you can order from the Flavortown menu for delivery throughout the metro area. Now, he's not the first one to do this. Mariah Carey, remember, she brought her <laughs> cookies to a ghost kitchen. Cookies. Cookies. Um, and that happened when did that when was that? That was before Christmas. If you wanted your um Mariah Carey cookies, Mariah's cookies, cookies. Um, you could uh you could order those uh, so, locally. But this is Guy Fieri. Sorry. Fieri. I mean it's just how he says his name. How do you say <laughs> cucumber? So um if you want Guy Cucumber's food, you can get it now from the Buca de Beppos. Bradley, 
I'm excited about this um, just because I, well, I mean, not specifically Guy Fieri, but I would like to try his burgers because you'll know, I can tell you that the best burger on a cruise ship is Guy Fieri's uh, burger. So that's why I was excited to bring this news to you because I thought, Bradley, um, you can't go on a cruise this year. Sorry. Rude. Sorry, but you can't. You don't know that. Sorry, you couldn't go on the previously planned cruise this year. So maybe you could bring a little of the cruise to your mouth. A little bit of flavor town. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I did get excited when I saw this story last week, and then I promptly realized, oh, well, it's only, you know, Brooklyn, or I shouldn't say Brooklyn, Maple Grove and Burnsville, which, I mean, I maybe... No, you probably can't do pickup, right? Because it's a delivery. It's a ghost kitchen. It so. appears as though it's delivery only. Strictly but, for delivery. But Could one you, would like, imagine... Could you park at a corner close by and get <laughs> delivered to your car? Uh, one, one can imagine a scenario wherein this is successful and then they increase the opportunity for you to have the Guy Fieri experience. I will say, I've been hearing about ghost kitchens for the better part of a year and much of that, of course, has to do with uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a way, and I think if I remember uh, the conversation around this particular iteration of a ghost kitchen, it was to utilize, you know, p- you have somebody like Guy Fieri who can come in and keep these kitchens open. Because remember, these kitchens pr- previously were like employing people, but they can't now because, you know, a lot of restaurants aren't in person. And so it, it's. Or if they are, they're so limited. So they're not. They're not making the money yeah. they're used to making. Yeah, so people like Guy Fieri come in and, and suddenly they're able to uh, employ folks who had previously been unemployed. So I'm I'm a huge fan of this. I don't know what like people in the restaurant world think about ghost kitchens, but I think it just seems to be another unique and different way. I mean, people, restaurants as we know them are relatively new. Yeah. Restaurants are not necessarily this timeless institution. So the fact that you've got further evolution in that um you know sector i'm i'm i love new and different things so i'm all here for it well and you know a lot of this is inspired by food tv which is also relatively new uh in terms of you know food entertainment um entertainment when like when people uh know now celebrity chefs are a thing like celebrity chefs as we understand them now were not the same 20 years ago. Um, and so to have somebody like Guy Fieri uh, bring in Flavor Town to your town, it is exciting. I'm with you, though. I do sort of wish they were closer to us. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> that's w- the bummer of it. I would imagine that, again, you know, if things like this take off and there's a market for it, then we'll be able to do it at some point. But like a lot of chain things, you got to leave the city to get the chain experience mm-hmm. because that's typically where those experiences lie. I will say, too, I know a lot of people write off Guy Fieri. Um, oh, oh, we're changing it now. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize how animated and emotional you were around this one Uh, Celebrity chef. No, the point is that um, a lot of people like to dunk on him. And sure, go for it. But I will say in the very little that I know about him, I've listened (laughs) to a few interviews um, and read tiny bits about him here and there. But from 
from what I gather, I think he's he's actually a very thoughtful person when it comes to what he involves himself in and the way like I, I listened to him talk about bringing his brand to Carnival Cruises. Mm-hmm. And I realize that turns a lot of people off when you just say those words, Guy Fieri, Carnival Cruise, brand. cheeseburger yeah. brand, like you're just going to tune out because you think, oh, it's all just oh, God, sounds good right now. Well, tell me about uh, it. I mean, it really is the best burger on a cruise ship. Anyway, well, I'm looking at it. It looks real. Good. Anyway, he's very, very involved every step of the way. He's not just one of those people who kind of give this this concept a bad name, who sort of just check a box like. Do you remember the names Kendall Jenner mm-hmm. um, tasting her Pepsi uh, or, or no, her 818 or her tequila. tequila, right? Like she's not that kind of or he's not that kind of celebrity. Just checking a box. Right. He's very involved every step of the way. Well, I'd like to involve myself in his flavor town mm-hmm. experience. Uh, so please, more please. We'll happily accept it. Hey, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, We'd like to take your call answering this question. What are you looking forward to in March? 651-641-1071. What are you looking forward to? We'll take your calls after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.